paid for their testimonials. It's time for the Press Box with Brad and John. Well, I can't believe it. 92 yards and Lindsey really got in a foot race. I broke my chair. I came right through a chair. A metal steel chair with about a five inch cushion. I broke it. The booth came apart. The stadium, well, the stadium fell down. Now they do have to renovate this thing. They'll have to rebuild it now. The Stonars a hole. Sedwell awaiting the spot. The spot. The kick is up. The kick is down. Somebody has run out on the field. Some goofball in a hat and a red shirt. Now he takes off the shirt. He's running down the middle by the 50. He's at the 30. He's bare-chested and banging his chest. Now he runs the opposite way. He runs at the 50. He runs at the 40. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. The 20. They're chasing him. They're not going to get him. Waving his arms, bare-chested. Somebody stop Look that out. man. Here comes the blue coat. Oh, they got him. Here comes coming the blue from coat. The left. Oh, and they tackle him at the 40-yard line. Watson takes a snap, rolls right, looks into the end zone. Hunter Rimbo caught it! Touchdown! 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 With a second left, Watson hits Rimbo, and Clemson grabs a 34-31 lead. Now, Brad Sinketh and John Hyde with the Press Box on the Roar. Good morning and welcome to the Press Box. Brad Singham here with John Hyde broadcasting live on this Monday, February the 19th, 2024. Happy President's Day. Looking forward to a fun show, breaking down the weekend that was 654-7627. You want to get in here on the Roar, 1055-975-TheRoarFM.com. Broadcasting live from the Upcountry Fiber Studios. As we kick off another week, we got a lot to do. It's going to be a very busy show with a lot to break down. Baseball, basketball, and might have some football conversations in there at some point today. Good morning, John. How are you doing over there? I'm doing well, Brad. How are you doing this morning? I'm good. How was the weekend? It's a fantastic weekend. That's what I like to hear. I like to hear some positive. It's a great weekend. Positive weekend. I had, I had a good weekend myself. I did something that um, I thought was really fun. I double dipped on Saturday. You got everything that Clemson University had to <laughs> offer on a Saturday, Brad. Just about. Uh, went to baseball, went to basketball. Kids had an absolute blast. Uh, it was a legendary day. Didn't go, they, they were not happy with the ending on Saturday night, but they were very pleased to have an opportunity to um, be a part of two sports in one day, something they had never done before. And so it was, it was a good experience, and I'm glad I got a chance to do that for them. That's awesome. Yeah, we had uh, my parents were in town with my wife and my parents yesterday to the Clemson baseball game, and we thought about double dipping going over to see the Lady Tigers because it was so cold and wanted to get inside a little John Coliseum to warm up a little bit. But uh, made it out to Doug Kingsmore and had a really good time watching the Tigers uh, dismantle Xavier yesterday. Yeah, we'll we'll talk about that. I got a chance to see them on Saturday. You got a chance to see them yesterday. I did watch a little bit. Of the other, uh, the Friday game and the Sunday game, and then I did listen to some Friday uh, on right here on the Roar as well. So I feel like I got a lot of baseball in over the weekend. So we'll talk about that as we go throughout the show. Uh, but yeah, I thought it was a thought it was a lot of fun 
to be able to experience uh, a lot of sports here. You know, this, this was a great way coming off of the Super Bowl and realizing there's no football. It was just kind of a nice way to to distract myself from those thoughts. It kind of hit me yesterday. We were, I was talking to my son in the car and right, man no football today you know it's kind of just a bummer moment and they're like it's okay we'll find something to do which we did so uh turned out okay but so you, you consumed the nba all-star game uh not one single second of it and i didn't even he asked me if i was gonna watch it and i'm like no he's like yeah i'm not gonna watch it either like he just <laughs> went I along did. with what i did he, he had no idea what it's about and i, I like how it goes and i told him i said it, it there's no defense it's just complete offense and and he he was like yeah by halftime he saw the score and he's like yeah you're right there's nothing in here but when I saw Luca pulling up a three from the other three point arc on the other side of the court from a three quarter court shot mm-hmm. that hit the top of the backboard and nobody attempted to rebound it I'm like okay for the record I didn't know the NBA All Star game took place till this morning when I got here <laughs> I did not I I, I don't I, I shouldn't say it. this is mean but I sort of proudly uh, did not consume one single thing. From NBA All Star Weekend. Same here. I, just, I I don't do All Star games. I don't know. I will watch the MLB some, and I watch a little bit of the Derby if if my kid wants to watch it. But I'm just not. I'm just not an All Star game person. It's not the NBA. It's just in general. No, and I think the NBA now needs to do what the NFL has done. Stop the game, because it's just a it's a charade. It's it's not real. Yeah. Uh, I found more enjoyment with the Pro Bowl games this year in the last couple of years than I have watching the Pro Bowl since Sean Taylor laid out a punter. At least. Like, I just, I, I don't find, if you're not going to actually play the game in the way it's meant to be played, then find another way to do this. Fair enough. At, at least baseball is the only sport that plays an actual semblance of a real game. And they try. It, it feels like a real competition. They're not trying to compete in that NBA version. That's not. A, that's about as fake a basketball as the flag football at the Pro Bowl. I mean, it, it just is. Yeah, I, no, it's not the real sport. No, it's not. It's not. So I don't know. I don't know. I'm just. I'm just not an All Star Game person, so I, I didn't consume any of it. Uh, if you enjoyed it out there, that's fine. I mean, I'm not. I don't. I don't tell you what to watch or what not to watch. I just wasn't involved in any of that. Um, I chose a lot of college this weekend. Watched a lot of college basketball. Watched a lot of college baseball. And we'll talk more about that as we go throughout the show today. President's Day, John. Who's your favorite president? You had to know that was coming. Oh, my goodness. Did you really just ask me that? Who's my favorite president? Who's your favorite? If you're power ranking your president. Who's my favorite president? That's fun. (laughs) Six five four I, This is a historical question. This is not, I don't I didn't ask you who you're voting for in November. I just simply asked you who's your favorite uh, president. You know, Abe Lincoln did some good things. I liked Abe. You like Abe? Yeah. <laughs> it's an honest man. Honest Abe. Exactly. Uh, I'm I'm going with the real OG. Going Washington? Yeah. Of course. Number one? Number one. Uh you know, it's kinda like your favorite, you know, your your favorite band makes that that first album. Nothing ever hit like the first album, right? You know, the the sequels and all the other movies. The, sure, the, the yeah. original, the first one's the best. A New Hope. Yeah, <laughs> so, that's it. It, it. All downhill from there. Uh, what what would uh, what would Abe Lincoln have been good at coaching? Basketball, because he's tall. Yeah, okay. exactly. Yeah. 
Well, that, and what? I mean, Rutgers hadn't invented football yet, so I don't know. Oh, I, man. Uh, he would have been a good basketball coach. Well, from we, Illinois. It's a big basketball state. George Washington would have been the Bill Walsh of football. Maybe. He'd have been good. He, he would have been a very good football maybe. coach. What do you mean, maybe? I don't know. The wooden teeth might mess some things up. I don't know. How, how would wooden teeth have anything to do with coaching? Right? Struggle to get the message across. Would, the, would those guys have handled NIL very well? That's the question. Would they have Brad, we, we can't even answer the question. Would athletes of the 2010s have handled NIL well? And you <laughs> want to go back to the 1700s? That's the question. Is could they? Would they have left their post early because of NIL? You know, maybe if the NCAA would have gotten ahead of things in the 1700s, we wouldn't have any of these issues right ah, now. Ah, fair enough there. Good point. If the NCAA had had the foresight. <laughs> when we founded this ahead. country <laughs> to pay if, these athletes. If, we, if, if that had been in the original Constitution when they first ratified it. If 150 we had, years from now, when we start, you know, collegiate athletics. Had someone had the ability to look into the future and say, we need to make sure we handle... Athletes getting paid. If not, Nick Saban's going to show up in D.C. Who's Nick Saban? <laughs> Don't worry about it's it. It's a future you problem. <laughs> Just to prove it. Uh, no, that's... Uh, <laughs> we got people ranking their presidents We got on power the- <laughs> rankings on the Adams & Co. roofing text line of presidents. This is outstanding. Uh, so you're uh, you're an Abe guy, and I'm going George. Well, we, we've made most of the power rankings here, so that's exciting. Man. Uh, I just thought I'd throw that question out there to see what kind of responses Thanks. it would get. Appreciate that. <laughs> see you know I love talking politics in an election year. Nothing well, makes me happier. No, this is this is more history than it is politics. Although that's politics the beauty of the history. world we live in in 2024, Brad. We can spin it all into politics. Uh, we don't have to. You can but choose we can. That, but you have to choose. We to have do the that. ability. You don't have to to spin it. Uh, we have, we're also getting some fictional presidents, which I think is is hilarious. Uh, let's spice up to the worst presidents. Uh, let's not no. do that today. No, we're going to have to change the phone number. We do that one. Then it, then it will become extremely political, and John will... Uh, John, John just may go home. John, just, <laughs> John will just walk off from the show. He will, he will claim it was NIL that caused him to quit early. Exactly. He'll just say he couldn't handle the NIL part. A source from John Height said that he couldn't handle the NIL landscape. It won't be my direct quote. Well, I'll get a source to say it for me. I'll go, I'll go real Jeff Halfley here. Uh, yeah, you won't. Yeah, you'll just uh, float the idea out there that it might have been NIL related. A source close to me said, "Me? Yeah, <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna let me uh, be your 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 PR guy? Oof! Bad news for my PR." <laughs> We're getting a lot of the uh, president ideas on the uh, Adams & Co. roofing text line. And all of them are not good. They're comical, but we're not doing it. I I just I know I have to be cautious. John will not be comfortable if this turns into a uh, political show. You are correct about that. So I have, We are here to talk sports. We're here to distract people from the world of politics. But I, I have to sort of needle him a little bit. You know, i got to like dangle it out there that it, it could go political today. Just to keep him on his toes. It's a Monday. I'm not going to let him be comfortable today. you got to come in here and bring it. Let's do it. Now, Texture brings up an interesting point here, John. As long as you don't mention basketball, you can talk about anything you want today. Hmm. Do you want to talk about basketball? 
We need to talk about all of it. <laughs> Everything that happened on Clemson's campus over the weekend. Oh man. Uh yeah, we will uh we will get to that. Stay stay tuned unless you want to uh you can get in on that six five four roar. We will we'll we'll work our way there. I kinda wanna have a bit lighter of a uh, first segment here. <laughs> Set the stage. Wade into the waters a little bit, just, not just dive in head first. Not yeah, not not do that to us um right out the gate if that's okay with you. Fine with me. You don't seem to be opposed to that. Nah. What's, what, tell me something. What's the best thing you saw this weekend? Okay, I'm glad you asked me that, Brad. You know, I'm going to go to my second favorite collegiate institution here, East Carolina University. I like it. Brad, a, a baseball player, got to take an at-bat on Friday evening. Uh, a young man by the name of Parker Bird. Um, when he was committed to East Carolina coming out of high school that summer, he was in a boating accident and lost um, the lower half of his right leg. And um, Cliff Godwin and everybody there, he has stayed with the team, has stayed with the program, and stayed in shape and honing his skills. And Brad, on Friday night, he became the first player in college baseball history to play with a prosthetic leg. Drew a walk and got on base. That was hands down the best thing I saw this weekend. It was incredibly cool to see that. Um, if, if you missed any of that, it's out on... It's, it went viral. I retweeted a post of it from um, MLB.com, I believe. It was one of the better sports stories I've seen in a while. The road that that young man has overcome to get in the batter's box, to see the the camera pan over to his family, his parents. It was really cool to see. That was hands down the best thing I saw this weekend. I have to agree. Um, that story, thankfully, that we we just had that story. You know, like it was one of those. You're like, man, this was this was unbelievable. Uh, for that for that young man to get to experience that and you know hope was an inspiration to to a lot of people and east carolina coach cliff godwin said that will not be the last at bat he's going to take this season he's going to continue to help this team that is that is really cool can i give you the worst thing in sports this weekend please rick patino did you see what he said about i have read some of the quotes can I oh just... my goodness, Rick! What are you doing? So St. John's blew a nice, comfortable lead to uh, Seton Hall yesterday. Uh, they were they ended up scoring. They they like the eight minute mark. They'd only scored like four points in the half or something, and then they scored. You know, they finally got a little bit of offense late, but they still lost the game. And after the game, Rick Patino, yes, that Rick Patino, not not junior, but senior said, quote, we are so unathletic that we can't guard anybody without fouling. For me, I've always enjoyed the first year. I'm not going to lie to you. This is the most unenjoyable experience of my lifetime. This has been so disappointing, end quote. And then he went on to blast how unathletic his players are and how he prides himself on recruiting and obtaining a certain level of player and athleticism and a toughness and he said, this team does not have toughness. Yeah. Um, you know, the only issue with that, uh, Coach Patino, is you're the one who assembled this team. If it's the most unenjoyable experience of your lifetime, which I, I find that hard to believe considering some things you've done in your lifetime. You've led quite the life of it, Rick. Um, I'm going to wager that, you know, there's a, there's a way out for you here, Rick. You could simply Steve Spurrier this thing and just walk away tomorrow, and no one would care. 
We're not going to blast you for walking away. We're going to applaud you for never having to watch you coach another NCAA game, which you probably shouldn't even be doing in the first place. So to come out here and blast your team, and what bothers me is that are some of these things true? Sure, you can feel how you want to feel. And you may, your team is unathletic. Your team doesn't have toughness. I've watched them play. All those things are true. But no one, including your fans, nor your administrators, nor the people like us who have to sit there and, and watch you coach, want to hear any of that. That is what you talk to your assistants about. That is how you describe your team to in, in your own locker room if you want to. I don't care. Do what you got to do. Challenge and motivate them. But why you publicly state this kind of stuff is beyond me. It is a loser mentality. We are bad because the players are bad. No, they're bad because you are bad, Rick. That's why they're bad. You assembled the team, and you're having a most disappointing and unenjoyable experience of your lifetime. You didn't have to leave Iona, bud. Because you aren't any good anymore. You didn't have to leave, but you got so caught up in the... Almost like what I'm trying to think of, like the renaissance of, of Rick Patino last year, where everybody kind of just magically forgot all the horrible things he did no. because he got out of the tournament and he had to go take a new high-profile job. He didn't exactly. have to do that. He, he, he needed to be in the spotlight again. And now he's in the spotlight and he stinks and he can't handle it. 654 Roar. More to come on the Roar after this. Wearing a hat is so much more important than a fashion statement. You're making a stand for your favorite sports team, local cause, or brand. Hatflow Co. takes headwear seriously, offering only the highest quality custom and collegiate hats with patches handmade by locals in the upstate. Visit hatflowco.com to upload your custom design and get it quick with nationwide shipping and no order minimums. Or shop their collegiate collection at Harrison's Workwear in Malden or Spartanburg. Whichever way you shop, thank you for supporting a small business. East Main Furniture in Easley, where every day is a sale day. Come find deals on living room, bedroom, dining room, lamps, rugs, mattresses, and occasional furniture. Brands like Lazy Boy, England, Best, Ashley, Catnapper, Liberty Furniture, and Von Bassett. All at discounted prices. If they don't stock it, they can special order it for you. Now offering up to 12 months. Same as cash on purchases over $300. East Main Furniture located at 829 East Main Street, Easley. Or call 864-442-6054 today. So you're looking for financing on your next vehicle. AutoWorks in Greer has you covered with easy in-house financing and super fast approvals. Low down payments make life simple. And there's no need to drive all the way to the dealership. We can give you an answer in as little as 10 minutes. Just fill out our fast app online at autoworkssc.com. With almost 80 vehicles to choose from, including trucks and three-row SUVs, finding your vehicle just got easier. Kick off 2024 in style by visiting AutoWorksSC.com. That's AutoWorksSC.com. Don't miss out on this week's specials at Buff City Soap. With products for everyone, corporate gifts, pet products, laundry soap, seasonal scents, and more. Follow Buff City Soap Clemson and Buff City Soap Greenville on Facebook and Instagram for the latest sales and updates ebay motors is here for the ride go ahead feel your engine admire that perfectly installed exhaust your vehicle's moving along this freeway like it was made from fresh installs and a whole lot of love with ebay motors you get over 122 million parts to keep it running and with ebay guaranteed fit they'll be the perfect fit every time plus at these prices well we're burning rubber not cash Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Is your crawl space damp or musty? Water in your crawl space can cause wood to rot and creates an environment for mold and mildew that can make its way inside your home. 
Canty Foundation Specialist specializes in crawl space repair. Call us today for your free inspection so you can have the peace of mind knowing your crawl space is dry and your home is protected. Call today, 864-641-0176 or visit cantycanfixit.com. Spring is coming, and with it, pollen season. Be ready to rid your ride of pollen by purchasing your Tiger Express Wash Anywhere Unlimited Fast Pass. Visit Tiger Express Wash online or any of their three locations for a pre-purchased monthly pass that can be used as often as you like at all Tiger Express wash sites in Clemson, Pendleton, and Easley. You can be ready in advance with a fast pass from Tiger Express Wash. More locations, same quality care. Get ready, Tiger fans. This week, the Clemson Tigers face off against the Presbyterian Blue Hose in what is sure to be an epic showdown. You won't want to miss a single moment of the action as this game is sure to keep you on the edge of your seat. The Tigers are hungry for a win, so make sure to tune in on Tuesday at 3.30 for the pregame show. Catch it all right here. Broadcasting live from the Upcountry Fiber Studios, this is 105.5 and 97.5 The Roar. Upcountry Fiber is a stronger connection. What teams and situations concern you in sports? Yeah, yeah, I, I am concerned. You know, I'm concerned, but, you know, we didn't get it done tonight. Um, and that's my level of concern. It Tune in Wednesday on the Press Box to see if your problems make the concernometer. Weekdays from 9 until noon, right here on The Roar, where every day is game day. Press Box of Brad and John. Thanks for joining us on this Monday edition. President's Day. No school for a lot of kids. Hope you got off of work too. If you're uh, if you're working today, then so are we. So you can enjoy. <laughs> we'll try to get help you get through the work day here. You can just sit back and listen to the roar all morning and afternoon. John, you were telling me earlier, how many straight days of broadcasting do we have coming up here on the roar? Um, well, through the Clemson Athletic Network, we are you know, we had a full weekend full of Clemson athletics for you. We have nine straight days of broadcast coming up here for live events. Oh, for Clemson, yeah, for Clemson, Clemson athletics, yes, yes. We always have live events for you here every day with Mickey Plyler show in the press box and out of bounds and road rage. That is an event. They're all events. There's no doubt about that. But we will have Tiger Hour with Brad Brunell tonight. Tomorrow afternoon, we will have Clemson baseball against PC. Wednesday evening, we will have Clemson men's basketball and Thursday Clemson women's basketball. Friday Clemson baseball. Saturday, Clemson baseball and Clemson men's basketball. On Sunday, Clemson women's basketball and Clemson baseball. We've got a lot going on right now. Mm-hmm. It's one of the best times of the year here. I wholeheartedly agree with that. Um, I, I love the sports overload that we are in right now. Yeah, it's fun. Uh, this is kind of this is what you got in the business, right? Yeah, absolutely. This is, and also you brought it up in the last segment. It's a great time to have all this going on as football has ended. A little distraction. Have a, a large volume of sports thrown at you. And then spring football is right around the corner. Be here before you know it. So that's that's good news. That's good news. We're going to I love this time here. of the year. Yep. On on the road. And that 
you know, you, you mentioned, you know, Brad Brownell show tonight and then tomorrow baseball uh, as they take on Presbyterian College. So we'll, we'll keep it running for you here on the roar. Uh, when Even when we're not on, uh, we've still got a lot of lot of action going on. I think the game tomorrow is what, 5 o'clock? 4 o'clock. 4 o'clock tomorrow. 5 o'clock on Friday. 5 o'clock on Friday. There we go. That's where I got confused. Yeah, 5 o'clock on Friday. So 4 o'clock uh, tomorrow against Presbyterian. Speaking of Clemson baseball, why don't we start there and we'll work our way back to college basketball still got some more thoughts on this st john's patino thing but we'll we'll come back to it john uh, the clemson baseball program starts the season out with not one not two but three consecutive wins a sweep of the xavier squad that came in over the weekend uh they won the first one on friday 14 to 3 hit two grand slams in the game and I was I was in the car listening to uh, uh, Dodd Munson and Bob Mahoney on the on the call, and that second one, I was like, "You got to be kidding!" Like I, I I didn't think it was real because I I saw the first one. We were watching, and me and my son, he had to see the first you know first inning. He's like, "It's this beginning of I got to watch it." Absolutely, he does. So we we turned it over watching, and then I was in the car, and I got to hear the second one. Uh, it was it was pretty cool. And then on uh, Saturday, the Tigers, the game I was at, won eight to three over Xavier and then on Sunday you were there 11 to 7 was the final so a really good offensive performance to me that was the biggest takeaway was what Clemson did offensively at the plate and the amount of runs they were able to score and the amount of different players who contributed to those runs being scored can I give you some numbers here I like numbers. these are from the Clemson baseball Twitter account as of an hour ago. These are not your numbers. These are Clemson no, no, baseball these are numbers. Coach Backage's and his staff's numbers. Okay. I trust their numbers. These are Brian Hennessy numbers. Yeah, these, yeah, I trust Brian Hennessy numbers. Okay. Clemson in three games. They scored 33 runs, a team batting average of 376, a slugging percentage of 604, and an on-base percentage of 515. They all seem really high. That's really good. Those are good numbers. Those are very good numbers. Uh, what what was your your big takeaway Ooh. from from this weekend for Clemson baseball? Do you have just one in particular? I, I've got several, um, but I'm going to share with you one that we talked about before the show got started this morning. Brad, it seems like all the new guys, especially in the lineup, can play. I tend to agree with that. For those who, who don't know who we're talking about, um, I thought Nolan now Rocky looked oh, boy. really good offensively. Uh, for for a lot of his his time at the at the plate, um, Aiden or all, I'm sorry, Alden Mathis, who hit the grand slam in the first inning to start the season for the Clemson Tigers, looks really good. Jimmy Obertop maybe didn't have you know a, like a, a ton of like you know big huge hits and home runs and, and and all the power, but boy was he selective. And I thought Xavier knew who he was and pitched around him as much as possible. I think he ended up drawing, um, I believe it was seven walks on the on the on the weekend. I believe, I believe that's right. That is correct. Yes, seven walks in three Same games. Same with um, Alden Mathis. Yeah. They, <laughs> after Xavier saw that grand slam, they said, "No, we're not pitching to him again." And then they would they walked Cantarella <laughs> just to not even have to pitch to him. It's just safer to put I, him on base. I had never seen that in person yesterday where they don't do the four pitches. Where he just gets into the box like, nope, intentionally walk, and he starts running. They were tired of him. By, by the end of the, of the weekend, you they, yeah. Yeah, Ken, Ken Arello was, I thought, fantastic 
at the top of the order. But they're like, nobody's on, nobody's out, just walk in. Don't care. I'm not doing it again. I mean, it was just, it was unreal, uh, the, the, their approaches to, to some of these Clemson hitters. But but you're right, some of the new guys, um, I thought... Hinder leader, I think, is a ball player. Ooh, he goes good at third. He he mans a good third, uh, good arm, good good strength with with his throws, and I, th- I think he's going to be a handful at the plate throughout the year. What did you make of Andrew Shufo's uh, performance at shortstop over the weekend? Really solid, really solid. I mean, to think that you're replacing three out of your four infielders from last year's team. I feel really good about the guys they've got out there in that lineup right now. Yeah. I mean, Blake Wright looks really good right out the gate this year. You know, you've seen some years where he kind of got off to a slow start. but This was a lot like last year. I remember in that first series last year, he had a couple big home runs and big at-bats. and Cooper Blouser looks really good. I, that's the thing is everybody looked comfortable at the plate. Now, when I was there on Saturday... They struck out 10 times. So some of the, the approaches weren't good, but they made some adjustments. And I thought it got better as the game went along. And it was, it was a little bit of a slow start on, on Saturday. But the wind was blowing out to left field, so right-handed hitters just absolutely feasted. You know, you mentioned the tough start there. Will Taylor did not have a very good weekend. Well, one for eight at the plate. Did not get the start yesterday out there in left field. I'm not that worried about that. I just thought it was very interesting that all these guys came out on fire. Cantarella, Mathis, Wright, all those guys at the top of the order. And just for some reason or another, was not Will Taylor's weekend. Yeah, you don't have to worry too much about that no. right now. Especially when a guy like not Rocky's going to hit like that. You know, if he's going to do that uh, and you're, you're going to get that kind of production uh, from the top, you know, with, with like, you know, Mathis hitting third yesterday uh, over top. There's there's nothing to be concerned about there, but um, I was really 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 impressed. I, oh, text said he was at a family funeral. That would explain why he did not play yesterday. But you're not you're not worried about his one for eight start. Not one bit. No, this is one of the best baseball players on this team, one of the best athletes on this team. Mm. Yeah, I think so too. Um, this if, if they win tomorrow, I looked it up. If they win tomorrow, they'll start four and zero. It'll be the fifth straight year that this team has started 4-0. So I don't know if there's a whole lot you read into a 4-0 start because there have been a lot of differences in those in, the, in that and five those years. seasons of, yeah. Yeah, agreed. Um, but I, I was I was pretty impressed with what I saw from the young players to start. What would you make of the uh, pitching over the weekend? It was okay. I didn't, I don't know that any, any anybody just wowed me to that I, degree. But I think Billy Barlow kind of wowed me because he, he you know, you get it there early Friday. Xavier was able to get some guys on base early and, and create some pressure. You know, they they got a you know an early lead, but I thought Barlow responded extremely well after that. Yeah, I would agree too. Uh, I have no idea what this text means, John. Didn't you guys learn from last year? Don't overhype. What what are we overhyping? We said that the the newcomers had a really good weekend. That is factually correct. We gave you numbers to back it up. We didn't we didn't follow it up with. Now we're going to pick Clemson to win the national title. That would be overhyping. And also, I don't understand that what we learned from last year. Clemson won the ACC last year. They hosted. They were a top, they were a national seed in the NCAA tournament. It was a good year. <laughs> I mean, what are you what are you talking about? We didn't overhype anything, and there's nothing to learn from last year. Man, why can people not enjoy when things are going well? Why can't you just simply go, 
Those were three really good games by Clemson baseball this weekend. They were. they were. They were entertaining. We had fun. You won the games. It's a great start to the season. It, we're not changing any. You and I talked expectations on Friday. Do your expectations or your predictions or anything for this season change? Based on a three-game series. No, it never has in the history of college baseball that I've been watching this sport, which is a long time. It was a great weekend. I never make more out of what it is. But to say that these people or these young guys didn't come out and play well is would would be like underselling them. They all played well. Or we can't highlight the fact that they played well because we're waiting on the shoe to drop in May or June or something. I'm just I'm not going to operate that way. And people get mad as if we don't have a take. Well, our take is. The young guys and the newcomers really showed out. And I, I don't know what it means. It doesn't mean anything right now. That's what it means. It means nothing. It, it means, means they're 3-0. and It means you won three games, and you're, you're undefeated to start the season. That's what you need to do. But would you rather now Rocky come out and have that kind of start, or would you rather him go uh, 0 for 12 in his, in his first three I'd games? I'd prefer to watch Naraki hit bombs. That's what he did. I'd like to watch him have five RBIs in a weekend consistently. Man, we're analyzing the three games. We're not telling you. We've said nothing about the future of the rest of the season. We're just simply pointing out who played well, statistically speaking. I mean, that's all we did. <laughs> Nobody's overhyping anything. Man, I. You know what, Adam? Some people just can't handle sports. Some days, yeah, you know, they just can't. It's not our fault. No, I mean, it just. It's a good weekend. It's good performances. <laughs> Uh, I th- I think it was excellent performances, and I think that this team um, should feel good about themselves coming out of this this weekend. You know, Xavier, the best team they're going to play? Of course not. Of course not. And and no one hyped Xavier up and said that, well, Clemson should be in the top five now because they came out of this series with a sweep. Nobody said that. In fact, I expected Clemson to win all three of these games. Did you? Yes. That was my expectation. We talked about it on Friday. We both thought they should win all three of the games, and they did. So they did. They just all they did, John, this weekend was simply meet expectations. But I think the some of the newcomers exceeded what I thought I was going to see from them in in weekend one. I, I completely agree with you. That's our takeaway. It's a hot take, apparently. I do not think it is because statistically speaking, did they all not perform pretty doggone well? Yes, I would say so too. The, especially you know guys like now Rocky, some of the some of the young guys who were getting their first taste. You got some transfers who have been around a little bit and have played, uh, but I, I thought that was that was worth noting. I mean, how well the young guys play. You're not guaranteed a sweep in the opening weekend. No, you have to earn it. A lot of teams out there wish they would have had a sweep in the opening weekend. Yeah, I agree. Um, I did. I I sat near some uh, Xavier fans at the game on Saturday, and there it was you know some parents of of of, of a player, and they I mean I heard overheard somebody ask them did they get outside much you know because you know, teams from the Midwest and the North this time of the year sometimes you wonder if this is the first time in 2024 they've even been outside to right, baseball, yeah. and they said no they, they said they've been out a good bit uh, this fall they did not have a an overly harsh winter I guess in Cincinnati area and so they were able to to get outside and and play a good bit. So it's not like, you know, it's the first time Xavier walked out walked out on a, on a on a baseball stadium, baseball field. That just wasn't the case. So, I mean, this is not a great time. I don't, I don't think Xavier's going to go on to do great things this season or anything like that. But nobody's overhyping the opponent. 
I just wanted to point out that I thought some players yeah. played well. You know, Texer gets in. Florida definitely wishes they had a sweep. And Stanford started the season out one and two over the weekend. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it, 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 it's not easy to win, folks. I don't know why people think everything is easy to win. It is not at this level. It's not easy to win. You still have to play well. And I thought Clemson did that, especially offensively for three games. Is there anything pitching-wise that stood out to you other than them? you mentioned Barlow, who I, I agree with you uh, on that one, but anybody else? Um, You know, yesterday, being in the ballpark, I don't think he had his best outing. Knack. Uh, I believe I'm pronouncing that correctly. Yeah, Knack. Knack. Um, but I, I saw some stuff there. You know, for a true freshman making his first start, you know it's not going to be, you know, he's not going to go seven shutout innings or anything like that, but I, I really like the stuff that he possesses. Okay. Uh, I, I got a chance to see uh, Lucas Malstead pitch a couple innings on Saturday, and I thought um, I thought he looked really good for his first outing. Uh, I th- look, Tristan Smith was was solid. I mean, it, it's really tough when the wind is blowing out like like it was. You're gonna give up something. It's just almost impossible. But uh, I, I thought for four innings, Tristan Smith. You know, after he got through that first, I thought he was I thought he was really sharp. Uh, the um, or the, I guess the second inning. Uh, once he got through that, I, th- I thought he was pretty sharp. Six five four roar. More to come on the other side. Don't go anywhere. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Greg Ellie of the Prosperity Group. I'd like to invite you to tune into our radio show, The Prosperity Hour, on Sunday mornings at 8 a.m. You'll learn about Social Security, how to maximize it, how to make an asset out of it, how to protect your retirement income and create a pension-like income that you can't outlive for both you and your spouse. I'll show you tax-free strategies that protect you against nursing homes and illnesses. Just give me a call at 864-989-0176 or go to mymoneyissafe.com. We're talking with Eric Snyder of Snyder Tree Care. What can I expect from my first appointment with Snyder Tree Care? Uh, so the first appointment is going to be an arborist, a certified arborist coming out, walking your property with you, looking at your trees and shrubs and finding out are the problems, are there diseases. So we're there to give our client a peace of mind and we're going to make recommendations, not just cutting them down because we can do more than just cut a tree down. We're really interested in preserving those trees and shrubs. Leave it to Snyder Tree Care. Floors in your kitchen, den, and bedrooms all have an appropriate hardwood, tile, or carpeted surface. As it stands right now, the concrete floors in your garage, patio, or mechanical room are left exposed. At Iron Drive Floor Coatings, we can give those spaces the attention they deserve with the installation of our highly reviewed epoxy coatings. I'm Jake Wilson, owner of Iron Drive Floor Coatings. Our team can finally transform your home's concrete surfaces. Schedule a free quote today at irondrivegaragefloors.com. Engineered Sleep has been a Roar partner for over eight years, and your support has meant the world to them. They design and manufacture some of the best mattresses in the world right here in Greenville, South Carolina. If you've not visited their new 95,000-square-foot facility at 333 North Pleasantburg Drive in Greenville, you should. Go check out their mattress showroom and also take a tour of their factory. It is rare that you can buy a mattress directly from a factory that has been making them since 1931. At Carter Color Company in Clemson, you can get the Benjamin Moore paint that you need to finish any project that you're working on. If it's interior paint you're looking for, we have a great selection of colors and finishes that will complement any room in your home or business. Our Element Guard exterior paint provides protection against wind-driven rain, excessive humidity, and other harsh weather conditions, and with three finishes to choose from. Your home will stand out among the rest. Come see us at 1067 Tiger Boulevard, Clemson, 
or the web at cartercolor.com. Sitting here today with our good friend, Gary Mahaffey of Insurance for Seniors and Disabled. Gary, texter asks, Walt, I screwed up waiting on my insurance company to sign a new contract with my hospital doctors and they failed. Can Gary help me? Texter, you are far from being the only person who did this. I have a high probability of being able to help you, but time is of the essence. I need you to contact me right away at 864-307-8484 to resolve this dilemma. There you go, listener. You need to move on this and call Gary today at 864-307-8484. Again, 864-307-8484. And remember, the Gary represents the seven largest Medicare insurance companies and approximately 125 different plans. In the unlikely event that you would want another company's plan, Gary will still shepherd you through SHIP or Medicare to accomplish that goal. Royal Flush Toilet Rentals. If you want to potty like a rock star, you can with us. At Royal Flush Toilet Rentals, we offer construction porta potty rentals, septic tank pumping, and luxury toilet trailers. Call 864-238-8800. We have two-stall, three-stall, and four-stall trailers for your corporate events, wedding parties, and special occasions. Call 864-238-8800. Royal Flush Toilet Rentals. Well, that's what we're here for. To get you out of your sports glass case of emotion. You're welcome. We are the Roar. Hatflowco. Go check them out on their website, hatflowco.com. You want a leather patch hat? With any logo you want on it from your business, your church, organization, whatever it may be, get noticed better at hatflowco.com. Follow them on Instagram and see a variety of businesses and, and churches and different organizations they're helping get noticed. Uh, the leather patch is so sharp. It looks really good. John's got one on right now, so I'm looking right at it. Uh, it's got the, the Roar logo on there uh, with the kind of rectangle uh, of, the, of the leather patch on a Richardson hat. You can mix and match different colors with those Richardson hats. You can do straw hats, beanies. They'll take care of everything for you at hatflowco.com. Uh, that style, that that look is so uh, in right now, and Hatflowco can, can really help you stand out. So go check them out on their website, hatflowco.com, nationwide shipping. They have a great selection, and they're great people right here in the upstate of South Carolina. Hatflowco.com. 654-ROAR. You want to get in with us. Uh, Texter says, I'll hype Xavier up some. They almost won 40 games last year. Won their conference. Knocked Vandy out of their regional and national returns seven of their top eight hitters. They're not a world beater, but as far as sweeps go, it's a pretty good quality sweep. That's an interesting uh, breakdown there. Thank you for getting in and sharing that. Uh, I think that's, again, John, those are some facts. That's not over hyping anything, right? They won 40 games, almost won 40 games, won their conference, knocked out Vandy, returned seven of their top eight hitters. Offensively, they did have a pretty feared lineup. I will I will say that. They had some guys that you had to be worried about throughout the weekend. Uh, their pitching not able to hold up against that Clemson offense, but there's going to probably be a lot of teams that struggle against Clemson's offense because it was pretty balanced, at least in the first week. Um but I thought, John, just give me your your take on this from being there on Sunday. Isn't there just a different 
a different feel around the program in year two of Air Backage. Last year, it was a lot of unknowns. You know what to expect. I don't think anybody did. I think I think Coach Backage had an expectation to a certain degree, but you know they they had some some early struggles. This year, though, I don't know if it's a foundational thing or maybe it's you know Backage bringing in his guy. You know what? what you know, <laughs> going off Rick Patino here. Maybe he got some tough guys. Some 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 athletic guys like Rick Pitino couldn't, but you know, it feels like a, a an Eric Backage team, and I think what that means is it feels like a very well balanced team. Again, not trying to overhype three games. There's a whole world of 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 issues to come, and there's going to be slumps, and there's going to be injuries. There's going to be things you can't control, and external factors, and all kinds of stuff are going to happen throughout a baseball season. That's the sport, but it, it felt to me. Like this is this team was different than last year when I saw them, and I don't I don't mean from a talent standpoint. I just feel like from a mentality standpoint, and just a togetherness and a and a an early chemistry kind of feel. Uh, a lot of new pieces. It's hard to do that, but I, I think Backage brings guys together because of his process, his um, expectations, the things he lays out that they have to do, and he treats everybody the same. Absolutely. Completely agree with you. And I think where it I think is really starting to resonate, at least for me, is now you're in year two of it. So last year, the guys went through the whole offseason, end of the season, hearing the expectations, but not knowing, like not having the proof of concept, not seeing it in action over the course of a season. Now these guys went through it all last year, and now this entire offseason leading into now, everybody knows what's expected of them. Now, when, when you say expectation, you're not talking about wins and losses. You're talking about what the coach expects them to do on and off the field on a daily 365. basis. Yes. Yeah. That's what I mean. Yeah. The expectation of Tuesday morning when you go to class versus Saturday afternoon in the ballpark versus, you know, Wednesday night if you're out in the community. It's all those things. I'm I'm of the belief that young people, especially in this age, how important structure is for them. And I, I don't think I don't know if there's I mean, that's back is just specialty. I, I don't think that's that's a big secret. But he's he gives these guys the structure that I think they crave. And, and it allows them to play well and thrive. And that's why he's been successful. That's why he's considered one of the, the upper coaches in this business. Is I think because of the messages he relays and gets through to his players and allows them to do what they do. But uh, I, I don't know what all this means for the season. Again, it's it's three games. But th- there's a vastly different feel weekend one than there was last year. I think so. Last year, they didn't know who they were. I mean, it took, what was it, 15 games before they figured it out? Roughly? It was something like that. I mean, they had some bad losses. In there, and this team will have some bad losses. I mean, it's it's, it's going to happen. But I, I don't feel like they're searching for who they are as a team. I think they know that. I think they know who they are, and they're just looking to watch it all come together. Whether it does or not remains to be seen. That's why we got to play the next 53 to figure it out. And there's a lot of, of roles that are going to have to be defined and figured out. And, and, there's, there's and, they'll, be, and they'll be changed. Yeah. A lot of roles will change over the course of a season. Not to get too nerdy into the intricacies of, you know, roles and finding this this pitcher who pitches well in the seventh and this, you know, not all that was standing. There has to be a pretty good feel about this team coming out of, of weekend one. And I think I, I think you saw it on on Sunday. I think saw it yesterday. Definitely, there's just a confidence about them that they they play with. They're not searching for that. 
You know, it's, you know, because baseball players always carry confidence in themselves. That just kind of comes with the, comes with the territory. But I felt like this team had confidence in the other eight in the lineup. They had confidence in whoever was on the mound. They had confidence in each other and not just in themselves. But you know what? If you have this take, I'm not going to shoot you down. Texter says, I'll leave the rationale to you guys. Clemson is going to kick butt this year in baseball. Yeah. If, look, there's nothing wrong with believing in your team, man. That's sort of the whole point of this hour. There's nothing wrong. Rick Pitino doesn't believe in his basketball team. We established that in, 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 the, in the first segment. It's okay for you to believe in your team right now. It's okay to have good vibes. Yeah. Enjoy it. Don't always wait on another shoe to drop. You know, I mean, it's, it's sports. There's only one team that's going to be happy. In, in June. I don't know that it'll be the Clemson Tigers. You know, I'm not, I'm not willing to say I don't know that it won't be either. That. Yeah. yeah. But you know what? Enjoy the moment when you're playing well. And this team got off to a good start. And there's a different vibe and different feel to this. Team. I, they they want to do that, though. They want to kick your tail. Yeah. It's a team that wants to beat your brains in. You got to like that. You got to admire that. I'd say another team that wants to kick some tail. Did you see South Carolina this weekend? They, uh, they played some pretty good baseball yeah, there, Brad. They did. They did. They, they got off to an, a, a good start as well, which, I mean, again, it's easy to make too much of of early season games, but I, I think that South Carolina also going 3-0 and and scoring a ton. No hitting. No hitting. Miami of Ohio in a, in a shortened game. I think it was a really big deal. Uh, so they won 5-1, to 11-4, and... 14 to nothing. You think South Carolina feels pretty good right now? Yeah. They should. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So, so it was a great weekend for the Gamecocks. It was. And they have two midweek games, uh, Winthrop and Queens uh, at home this week. This week, So they're, they're off to a good start down in Columbia as well. You know, something I realized on Saturday, Brad, uh, Chase Burns still good at baseball. You can still throw the heat for those <laughs> Wake Forest Demon Deacons. <laughs> What did he get up to this weekend? 101. God! And then had a breaking pitch at 92. A breaking ball pitch? Yeah. Hitting 92. Oh, my gosh. Um, yeah, he's good. He's he's going to be a handful. Oh, wait, the ACC flag for that guy. That's impressive. Oh, look at you. You brought the flag out for Chase Burns, a former Vol? No, that's not going to go wrong now, is it? ACC. ACC. <laughs> not a chance. Yeah, Texas and his slider is filthy. Yeah, it's it's nuts. Shocker, Chase Burns has good stuff. I, I I know I saw it. I saw it back in back in June. It was not not hard to you don't have to be a baseball savant to pick up that Chase Burns has electric stuff. He's very good. Yeah, he is he's very good. Uh, how how did Wake Forest fare this weekend? Uh three and oh. Okay. They're they're doing good things. What do you make of those showcase games that are played like in warmer spots where teams go? It, it feels like every time they have those, it's a mixed bag. Like some ranked team will go out there and drop two out of three, or you know have a bad loss or something. Yeah. Like those are those are tough to do. I mean, I understand why they do them, obviously, but I want to. I mean, early in the season, I, I want as controlled an environment as possible to start the year. You know, unless I'm one of these, you know, up north teams who hasn't been outside yet, 
Yeah, but those aren't usually the upper echelon teams. Right. But it just seems it like a little, those... It was a little weird to see so many ranked teams in these showcase classic-type classic tournament things. I don't, I don't really know what the reasoning for some, playing some of that. I, I, I understand you want to get some, see some tough competition, but I'd rather do that in week two or three. Not yeah, like if one. I if I'm Southern Cal, I don't want to walk into the MLB Desert Invitational and come out zero and three to start my season. Yeah, You're just getting whooped by Grand Canyon yesterday. Yeah, uh, I understand that. Uh, so, folks, getting on the Abscovy text line, a couple about Billy Amick. <laughs> Man, people are still upset about Billy Amick, which I mean, I, I get it. Hopefully that wears off for you now that he's on another team. I, I would just be focusing on the number 17 for the Tigers that's playing really well. I, w- I just choose to focus on Alden Mathis and Billy Amick have a good time in Knoxville. Well, I mean, Texture says, you know, I, I think Clemson will be fine without him, but watching Billy Amick this weekend made me sick. I think, I, I think it's okay to go through that process, though, a little bit. I think we're all still learning as fans, right, how to deal with players who have left to go transfer somewhere else. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think it hasn't really has it hasn't really happened in football as much. Like we we gonna have it this fall. Well, DJ, yeah, we're gonna have that. <laughs> we're gonna be ushered into that era very quickly. Good point there, uh, but I don't know that it, it's really hit. Because I mean, for home. Clemson football fans, the, what the most recent example is Tavian Feaster. I guess. I, w- when have you seen a guy leave Clemson football and go have success through the transfer? Oh, you haven't. I mean, DJ was pretty good last year for Oregon yeah. State, but not like you know. I, I have never seen somebody transfer out of Clemson and from a football standpoint and get better. There's some opportunities for that to change this year. Several guys have moved on to Texas and Notre Dame and Florida State, so maybe maybe that changes. Basketball. I still I was watching. <laughs> I had no idea that Alamir Dawes was still playing. <laughs> Was still playing college basketball, John. I was um, today years old at nine fifty-seven in the morning when I realized that Alamir Dawes is still playing club, er, college basketball. Yeah, he's still at uh, Seton Hall. I was watching the St. John's game. He's still playing ball. I, I mean, it's a name I thought I thought it moved on years ago. I mean, literally, I, I thought he was done two years ago, and he's still playing basketball somewhere. Uh, that that was mind blowing. Um, I don't know. I don't know if, if it's if – it's well, yeah, you know what, Ches Malusi going to Wisconsin. But I, I think people were okay. I think people were pulling for Ches. Ches didn't leave. Like, Ches just had nowhere to go. Like, you had yeah. Will Shipley and, and, and Phil Moffa. Yeah, like, you had all these guys. So, like, I don't think anybody felt felt spurned by by Ches Malusi. Yeah, very different. It's a very different um, transferring out that Ches Malusi did than Billy Amick did. <laughs> They're not even in the same strategy. Exactly, yeah. If, and also, when you have to say, and I'm not trying to be mean here, but when you have to say the running back from Wisconsin, and we don't know, we don't remember his name off the top of our head, it doesn't have the same weight. Agreed, agreed. But but I, people were understanding of why Ches Malusi left. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I'm understanding of why DJ Uangale left. As am I. I mean, where was he going to play? You know? Not at Clemson. No, that, that had been... Very well established. Uh, Texas said Nick Honor still playing at Missouri. I saw that too earlier this year. I was back in like December. I turned a Missouri game on. Texas says John Newman still playing for Cincinnati. <laughs> Are you serious? Link Kidd's like one of the best players at Virginia Tech. Oh nuts. my gosh. I had no idea. What year are these guys in? 7th, 8th, 12th, 15th? Does it matter? Oh. 
I feel like, I feel like some of these guys played with Jerome Blossom game. <laughs> Did they not? Did any of these guys play? No, that, that's a little too far well, back. Well, that might be a little too far back. A little bit, but. They played with Hunter Tyson. Hunter Tyson was in attendance at the game on Saturday night. In fact, when we come back, we'll talk some Clemson basketball. The Tigers took a loss, a heartbreaking one. I feel like I've said that a lot of times this year. To NC State uh, on Saturday night. So we'll break that game down and discuss it when it returns. 654 7627 Roar wrapping up hour number one. Hour number two gets started here in just a few moments. Don't go anywhere on the Roar. We'll be right back. WCCP-FM 105.5, Clemson, Greenville-Anderson, WAHT-AM 1560, Cowpen.